Welcome back to Becky All Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And folks, swing for the fences with BetMGM's free-to-play game over the next month. To get this offer in three easy steps, log in to the BetMGM Sportsbook app on iOS or Android. Play the BetMGM free-to-play game for May 27th through September 7th. Be a batter. Pick an area of the strike zone. Depending on the area of the strike zone you pick, you will get a single, double, triple, or home run, or pop out and receive the prize associated with that type of hit. Prizing must be used on MLB and expires in 24 hours and played once a day. So we are uh, rejoining our MLB Survivor conversation. And uh, Paul, I mentioned that the Cardinals might be uh, a fun pick, at least if I were still in it, I would probably go that route. What are you thinking now? I'm not not loving well, let's come back to the Cardinals. I just I don't love it. I mean, granted, they start with the A's. I do think I just don't trust them. And granted, it's slim pickings. If it was a six pick week, I would be in. But the seven pick week has me trying. And again, your limited options. It's a double pick week. I also think they're gonna be the most popular pick. One of the most popular picks this week. And if that can knock have to pull out anymore. I'd love to be on the other side of it. Um, not doesn't necessarily have to be the exact upper side, other side of it with like the A's, but you know, avoiding them at least. So other options, the Angels. I think I have to stay away. The Rangers and Rays. That's that's brutal. Yeah. The Rockies are interesting. They've got the Diamondbacks and the White Sox for six. Diamondbacks are kind of coming out of their struggles, but. The White Sox at Coors Field, those pitchers, guys like Kopech, you know, they could be susceptible. Um, it's a lot of bad options. So I'm just trying to figure out, like, two that I'm just – I'd love to play the 500 game and stick to teams with six games. But there's some five-pick mm-hmm. games. There's some six-pick games. And there's some seven. So it's it's slim pickings out here. Sure. Yeah, and and that's part of the issue is six I'd much rather have more than anything else as long as you have it. But you're now in a part of the season where, you know, those options are are sort of few and far between. The planning required to make sure you maintain six picks uh, can be troublesome, especially if you're getting teams at the wrong time or whatever. So that makes sense. What about the White Sox? I mean, I get the Cubs, like, offensively have just been unbelievable, but – is there something there for the White Sox that makes sense to you? Yeah. I mean, I they definitely a consideration because, again, Crosstown, if they just split with the Cubs, you win two out mm-hmm. of three at Coors Field. Uh, I know I was just kind of making the case for the Rockies. I think you could take either side of that. Um, oh, I mean, you do get I feel C's. better about the White Sox than I do the Rockies. Yeah. yeah. It's just, again, it's the five versus six games, which is the mm-hmm. – the debate that I'm going through. One thing we haven't really mentioned, the Reds, they've got the Guardians for two and the Blue Jays for three again. Five picks, uh, five-game week, which is tough. Uh, originally, like, or do you just take the two should-have-been best teams out of this bunch at the beginning of the season? Now, obviously, it hasn't worked out that way, but the Yankees mm-hmm. and the Padres. Oh, wow. Those are still available. I couldn't do anything. Yeah. I don't <laughs> That That is so tough. I feel for you. Like, do you, I guess because you're already in the money, you're probably not as nervous. No, but I don't want to give you any advice since you made it this far. (laughs) You obviously know what you're doing. Okay. So 
Let's talk strategy for a bit, because is the player with no strikes still strikeless? Still strikeless. That so he's, is ridiculous. Yeah, I'm giving up on first place. Who is but this guy? Shy Sox fan, whatever, 52 or something like that. Wouldn't Real it be ironic unknown. to pick the White Sox and lose out? To the number <laughs> one, yeah. Yeah, that would be ironic. Uh Okay, as far as strategy goes, there is, let's say you're trying to go for like second place or something like that, you know, something a little bit more attainable. Is it something where, you know, I think Joe and I have talked about this, where when will the contest end? Because what was it? Last year it ended with four weeks to go in the regular season. Is it something where because there is a participant without a strike that this could very well go the distance? And if that's the case then all teams should be available for picking. Because otherwise, if you're saying, okay, I'll never pick the A's, well, maybe you have to at some point. Or you'll never pick the Rockies. At some point, you may have to. I wonder if that strategy has to change here because of how late in the season it is. If I had one strike, which I believe Kay Helmer still does, I don't want to be responsible if he takes an L, but... Saved him, saved him once already. So I feel like I've done my done my mm. part. If I had one strike, because there only there's the guy with no strikes, and there's four people with one strike. If I had one strike, I would burn the Rockies and the A's this week, or the the White Sox and the A's this week. No, the Royals and the A's. I'd burn the Royals and the A's this week, and take the L. Let a bunch of carnage happen, which will likely happen in a double pick week, and then I would save a bullet or two for the next two weeks. Mm-hmm. But with two strikes, you obviously that was my plan, and then I took an L with the Twins because right. they stink. Um, I also took an L with the Twins. That's funny. Yeah. I think I did too, yeah. actually. The worst solidarity. Yeah, <laughs> and they're still going to yeah, win right. that stupid division, right? It's such a stupid division. I've, but, I've never hated a division more in my life. Oh, the AL so Central gross. 2023 edition. Yeah, relegate <laughs> all of them. Yeah. I can poke yeah, around a little fine. more if you guys want to hit it, a game or two on the card and then see if I can come to any decisions. Mm-hmm. I did watch a little Premier League over the weekend. Now that that's opened up. That was exciting. I believe it's Premier right. League. Oh. <laughs> nice. Very good. Yeah. Jolly good. <laughs> that was really right, exciting. That was talking Cheerio. soccer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the most Those are five good seconds Cheerio. of soccer. Uh, God. Nice nasally American uh, accent he- on that one. <laughs> hey, uh, here's a game I want to talk about. Uh, the Astros and the Marlins. Uh, for Amber Valdez on the bump uh, against Braxton Garrett. Uh, is it okay to tail uh, Valdez again now that it's been a couple of starts since his no-hitter? And, uh, yeah, I had a, a rough outing against Baltimore, but – now he's back and he's facing the Marlins and maybe it's okay to back uh, Valdez again. Not to mention the Marlins have been very average at hitting sinkers and where they're really bad is hitting a lot of ground balls. And that's the point with Valdez, right? Is you, you know, he forces a lot of ground balls. He has more strikeouts now, but you know, the big thing with him is he's able to force the easy ground ball and have his infield defense basically take care of him. And so all of these things coming together leads me to believe that there's some way to back Framber Valdez. And as I look at, say, outs recorded, he is at 18 and a half. The over is at plus 125. 
Uh, strikeouts would be at five and a half, but I think the ground ball thing is what I want to back in some way. So I don't see a whole lot of value as far as like money line or run line, but over 18 and a half outs for Valdez, I think I'm okay with that, Aaron. Yeah. So I was looking at Garrett. He has a 540 ERA and he's 268 on the road. And let's see his advanced metrics. 456 expected ERA, 308 xFIP, which is actually better than Valdez. But I just can't. I mean, the Marlins had an incredible come from behind win yesterday to beat the Yankees. I mean, that was, mm-hmm. I just have to mention that. 7 1, you got Garrett Cole on the mound, and all of a sudden, the Marlins beat the Yankees 8 7. That is crazy. If you had your money, uh, on the Yankees, you probably turn that game off only to find out your bet may have <laughs> lost. So hate right. to see that for those for those fans. I think if anything, I don't have a play here, but I would probably look at backing the Astros and Valdez. First five. I, is there I, any value? Houston uh, minus half a run is even money. That okay. is but like I said, Garrett is really good. Even his advanced metrics don't show that mm-hmm. he's due for regression. The total in this game is seven and a half. It is slightly juiced to the over, but that's still a fairly low total. Maybe that backs the argument that Valdez will go deep into this ball game because if both pitchers are performing well, then you're not dealing with, say, you know, a five, six run inning where he's sitting in the dugout for an extended period of time. Maybe something where he works efficiently, gets the necessary break, works efficiently again, lather, rinse, repeat, and he could be out there for a while. And if that's the case, then definitely I think he could go seven strong innings. I, I like the plus money value there. Mm-hmm. What's something else in the card you like? So I've been debating Mariners at Royals. You've got Logan Gilbert, mm-hmm. who's been really good versus Singer, who's also been very good. So Gilbert's yeah. ERA 366, expected ERA 359, XFIP 365. So no regression there. And then Singer, his ERA is 505, expected ERA 494, and XFIP is really good, 423. Since they're evenly matched, I mean, obviously Gilbert has the edge here. Would you look at the underdog? Because that's what I've been debating. Whether it's uh, the Royals' first five money line plus 110. I probably would stay away from first five run line because it's juiced on the Royals' side. Or you could just look at full game plus 125 for the Royals as well. Any thoughts on that one? First five total is four and a half. The under is minus 125 at BetMGM. And I like that play because we could see a path where the Royals just get shut out in the first five innings, right? Like pitching certainly helps. But you could also see the the Royals' bats insanely quiet. And then you're betting on Seattle to get five runs. And I don't know if I want to go that far. (laughs) There's a path where this is an insanely And the Royals have been hitting pretty well lately. They haven't been terrible. That's Mm -hmm. why I thought, well, with two somewhat evenly matched starters uh, who are really good, and the Royals haven't been terrible offensively that maybe, you know, looking at the dog here but yeah i think mm-hmm. i might just i'm gonna stick with royals first five money line 
Wow. Plus 110 that's there in BetMGM. That's that's okay. Pretty I'm good. Down. Yeah. What about your angels? One. Did you look at them? I I did not. Uh, Max Scherzer, Scherzer is also still yeah. due for some positive regression. Like, and he's in a better situation, et cetera, et cetera. And so uh, this this might be rough uh, for the Angels there. That that looks like it's going to be a pretty good one. So, uh, another. I, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Hold on. I I actually was looking at that game. <laughs> of course I was you thinking- are. Go Rangers ahead. team total over four and a half. Sandoval, his numbers are decent. Three to six ERA, expected ERA 434, XFIP 436. But as you mentioned, Scherzer, I think the change of scenery also, you see he is uh, due for some positive regression, although his XFIP is 402. Uh, but his expected ERA, 349, slightly better than his 388 ERA. So I'm going to go Rangers team total over four and a half that seems low to me it's minus 125 but i still like it mm-hmm. no i i think that one makes a lot of sense and uh i i think the health news for the rangers has gotten a, a little bit better so that you know that's also something to think about um circling back to the a's and the cardinals uh jp sears going up against miles michaelis I feel like that Michaelis is very much a regression candidate. And while I do think that St. Louis could be a good pick for Survivor, this might be one of those games where I have a bit of a concern. A's run line is at minus 115. And though backing Oakland in any way is a a real concern for me, what is the state of the Cardinals right now? Are the A's scrappy enough to where they may, you know, go after this one? A lot of questions, but wow. I think there's value in thinking this is going to be a close contest. Uh, now, I, yeah, now minus 110 on the run line for the A's. Full game. So I looked at this one, too. Michaelis, 420. Hey. Uh, ERA, expected ERA, 487. XFIP, 458. Uh-huh. And J.P. Sears, 423 ERA. His XFIP, 505. Expected ERA, 459. I think these are two evenly matched pitchers as well. This is another dog I was looking at. Now, am I ex- super excited about backing the A's? No, it does make me nervous. You, the, so, uh, BetMGM has plus one and a half. First five run line, it's minus 140 if you want to back Oakland. Um, mm. But then if you want to back Oakland, just money line first five, it's plus 175. I think there's a reason okay. to back the, the A's here, and I, I may do it. Yeah, I, I think there's a way to back Oakland here as well. And again, there's so much volatility with the Cardinals here that this might be one of those rare spots where I go, you know what, run line, fairly safe. Give me the wiggle room. Uh, I'm fairly comfortable with that. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, the teams that are getting the most action in the Super Bowl market right here on the BetQL Network.